Hey guys, and welcome back to the latest episode of Cultured Boys, a show where two guys just want to have a chat. As always, I'm joined by Pepe, and this week we're going to be talking about Agretzico. How you doing, Pepe? Very well, thank you, uh, Nate. Very well. Um, Agretzico, it's a series that um, we've both been fans of since it came out on Netflix, uh, from what I believe, which was yes. 2018. Uh, season one was released april 20th 2018 yes yeah and honestly agretzico is a amazing series but Mm. i think i think that because it's too relatable (laughs) like it feels like it's it when it came out it was aimed at Mm -hmm. our age group yeah because it's basically following this the main character retzko and she is a young professional right out of uni straight into Mm -hmm. a big company and it's following her working life and how she's coming to grips with having to adult which let's face (laughs) it is relatable because basically when it came out that's what most of us were doing most of us like in my in mine and pepe's age range right i'm pretty sure yeah we're like the same age as Gretzko, as uh, Retzko when uh, this came out. Yeah, I, yeah, I think we are, or were. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the time. Yeah, because I think I was twenty. I think I was twenty-five when this came out. Yeah, roughly. Yeah. So, and she's twenty-five in the show. So, <laughs> it's literally like our age range is like right there. Yeah. Like so, <laughs> like that's why it got really popular because it's basically mm. came out for an entire generation of people that were doing that at the exact same yeah. time interesting yeah i never thought about that until right now <laughs> but um yeah like it was it's just one of those shows that i just happened to just stumble upon it randomly because i think i was just bored of just like flicking through netflix like, oh, i need someone to watch or whatever and i was like oh this looks quite quirky or whatever it looks funny i'll put it on and i was like oh wow this is like what 15 minute episodes or whatever yeah. easy to watch like and yeah i think i've, I've just loved it ever since really See, I found it because someone told me about, like, they were like, oh, have you heard there's this weird new Sanrio character? Oh, yeah. There's a red panda, and it, like, it does death metal or something. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's, That's Sanrio. That's like, I was like, yeah. is this, we're talking about Sanrio, right? The same as Hello Kitty? And they're like, yeah. And then uh, I, f- I went and did some research, and I was like, wow, this, this character is kind of cool. Um, it's started out as like shorts or something like there was a bunch of animated shorts and those got really really popular that's why netflix picked mm-hmm. it up did you ever watch any of those or like have you ever tried to watch any of i them? think i did but basically yeah. they took a lot of the shorts and worked it into being season one. Oh, okay fair because i've never seen them so because i think before because they were shorts isn't it so they used to just be like one-offs or something yeah I think they turned it into a story for season one and then reanimated and then put it out. Okay, fair. But um, the reason we're talking about Agretzico isn't just to talk about the series. It is because season four came out in December of last year, Mm -hmm. December Mm -hmm. 16th, 2021. And that is why we're doing the episode now. We've given you what we feel like is enough time to have gone (laughs) and seen it if you like it. And if you haven't, then you can take our recommendation. Yeah. Also, by the way, because we're going to be talking about the whole series in general a little yes. bit, uh, there are going to be spoilers in this as well. So if you haven't seen the whole series, probably best to watch that first yeah, and then go maybe come back to this. Watch it and then come back. Yeah. You've been warned. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, spoilers ahead. There we go. 
Um, but yeah, um, how do we want to jump into this, Nathan? Do we want to like, because we both uh, rewatched the whole series yes. recently. Because I, I watched season four, like uh, when it came out in December or maybe like a start of January one or two. And then um, I was just like, oh, I kind of just want to rewatch the whole series again. So I watched season four and then went back and watched one to three. Uh, I don't know how you okay. did it. So basically every time a new season of Aggretsuko comes out, it because it's animated, so it's a few years in between or whatever, right? Or like a year mm. or two. So I always basically, because like you said, they're short. They're not super long. They're like 15, 20 yeah. minutes, right? I basically just go and watch from season one all the way to the newest season, to the end of the newest season. That's the way I've always done it because it is still a really good series that I enjoy. And uh, I think about it a lot because, again, it's relatable to me. Um, and I personally watched from season one to four basically over the last week it took me about three to four days yeah that sounds about right because i think i i ended up watching the whole series in the space of like a couple well not the whole series sorry uh series one to three in the space of a couple days i think yeah like it doesn't take a couple super long no but it's still such an enjoyable like watch i guess because we already started with like the release date of season one and stuff we should just probably go from the start yeah, for sure. Like, so I think like, the thing, the fun thing about season one as well is that like with the later seasons, there's always like there's a story that goes on throughout the whole season. You know what I yeah. mean? Whereas season one keeps it very simplistic in a way. Like it keeps it like, um, hey, here's like a couple one-off episodes every now and then. Here's uh, like Retzko getting like mad at a certain thing. Yeah. And then there's a story kind of comes into it towards the end of the season. It's very much like an establishing thing, you know? Like Yeah, definitely. You you, you can tell the difference between that and like season four. Oh like yeah. Definitely. I mean like yeah. even season two is like mm. a little more like fleshed out, a little more written than season one in that sense. Yeah. But um so season one is basically basically just an establishing thing. You learn about the characters, you learn about the sort of situations. And it's Mm -hmm. mostly about Retsuko sort of gaining, I want to say, like, courage and confidence in herself. Yeah. And then there's sort of, like, just certain things that, like, um, Tone, her boss, does, and it's, like, ah, it's, like, aggravating. Or, like, sort of everyday issues, like, oh, she walks into a shop or something. Yeah. And, like, the the, uh, customer assistant's just like, hey, need a hand with this? And she's like, no, no, it's fine. It's like, okay, give me a call if you need anything. And then literally she comes back like a second later and says, hey, do you need anything of this? We've got a sale on here. And then like, she's like, just leave me alone. Like in the like, whole like death metal voice. Sort yeah, of I, I mean, again, it's like the whole point of season one is like Retsuko needs to find the confidence in herself to mm. just say what she thinks. Yeah. Which exactly. for a lot of people, they can relate. But it's also because mm-hmm. this whole series is set in Japan. So even though it's like animal characters, like personified animals, it's still supposed to be like a facsimile of Japan. They mm. don't change the names. They even say Japan. So like it's supposed to be for quite a Japanese mindset. But season one was great, especially just because like people discovering her like death metal yeah. screams and whatever, <laughs> like her going to yoga and us meeting one of the best characters because <laughs> i i don't know about yeah. you did you watch it dubbed or subbed i've always watched it dubbed i've never watched yeah, the same sub i've never watched the yeah. sub but either way 
I did learn that regardless, Japanese, English, whatever, <laughs> the yoga instructor only ever says protein. <laughs> it doesn't matter what language it is, it's always just protein. Yeah. Protein. <laughs> protein. Yeah. That's a, that, uh, season one, he like originally that was my favorite character. Yeah. Because, <laughs> just because, but uh several watch throughs uh mm-hmm. that's always changed. Mm-hmm. Oh no, there's there's certain characters I feel like I do have favorites of like um, but season one particularly there's is it it's not just establishing establishing Retsuko it establishes a whole load of other characters as well. Oh yeah, like you get a sense of what tones like Haida. Yeah. I feel like Haida is like a slow burner though in season one because I feel like you see him at the start and then it's like you get more of him later on. Yeah, uh, whereas like someone like uh, Fenico, for example, you get her like. You get an idea of her character from the start, like right from the get. Yeah, you get the gist of that straight away. She's like, ah, oh, I stalk people on social media. Like she's got that, she's got sneaky ways of doing stuff or whatever. But she's Retsuko's best friend, and it's like it's cool. Uh, like Fenico's one of my favorites, I'd say. Fenico's like, always a solid character. Um, yeah. I didn't used to like Sonoda until like later mm-hmm. seasons, though, when she gets a little more established and isn't just that uh, annoying yeah. like kiss ass. <laughs> kind of yeah because like in, girl in girl. season one it is literally like she's just there to like kiss ass and just be yeah. like oh, god she's so like, annoying in season one <laughs> even like fenico is like oh yeah she has a regimented social media oh strategy. god that was it's that like, gag was coffee. fucking hilarious yeah <laughs> it's good like um but yeah he gets into those characters quite early on obviously they all develop a little bit more yeah that like, as well but um, like some of them start off pretty like the first time you see, like, yeah. I keep thinking back to, um, and now I can't remember if it's season one or not. I think it is, mm-hmm. where uh, the president and Washimi, oh, the, yeah. the, that was so funny. Like, hey, Washimi, what do you think? Someone slides everywhere. Everybody will love it. <laughs> <laughs> and then she freaking axe kicks the thing. Yeah. And he's like, but oh, it cost yeah. like three hundred thousand yen to make that model. And he's like, here's the check. Can you sort that out? And she like starts ripping it. She's like, that's coming out of your pocket. <laughs> Forgot about that. That's very good. Okay, yeah. Mashibi and uh, Gori are both great characters as well. Like, yeah. Um. So sort of like, it's good to like, although just like from a whole different perspective as well. Like, it's good to see like those sort of like female empowerment sort of thing with those characters like it's and good that's to, like, the perfect way to describe them because they that's literally what they're meant to be they're two very strong women but at the same time when they when they interact they're like a typical mm. sort of like comedy duo you know yeah like washimi's the straight man <laughs> and gory's like the goofball yeah it's they're good characters they're really good characters like, they established really well developed really well and like uh, I think you can say that for a lot of a lot of the characters in the show. I oh, feel like yeah. they get really good development, like which is really surprising. You think of a series like this, especially like a season one, where there's just like little one-off gags here, like one-off episodes here and there. Like so much good character development in this is like surprising. It is, but it's... at the same time, it doesn't always go to every character. <laughs> like no, it... but that's because <laughs> yeah, some characters don't need it. Like uh yeah. subone the suchinoko <laughs> yeah she's just a typical like i've worked here i have seniority over you you yeah. have to listen to what i say 
that's it but she doesn't she doesn't need more than that because that's literally just her whole premise she's just there to be antagonizing in the office Mm, like and just to create more stress there's like um another character as well what's his face um you know uh tones like sort of sidekick the meerkat guy yeah i can't remember his name yes uh kamiya Kamiya. Yeah, so like he doesn't get much development either. He literally is like the same sort of guy throughout the apart from <laughs> in season three. Oh, where we'll talk about we'll talk becomes, about that. Oh, when we get there, he he's <laughs> so good in season three. I completely forgot that happened, but like anyway, season one, story wise, the like the story kind of comes through a little bit more when Retzko starts like going on group dates or whatever. Um and then she meets uh this guy called uh Rosasuke. Yes. I believe. Uh, who is another <laughs> the Sasuke. <laughs> uh, um so like he's like sort of uh, another red panda. Yep. Um uh but everyone knows him as Space Cadet because he is like literally just like blank faced all the time, spacing out. He's like, just um, constantly on a daydream. Yeah. Daydream. And like uh Red's gonna kind of falls for him, but then she kind of like sees that he's just like a plain guy who just goes along with everything, and she's like, okay. Is not working basically. That's the whole premise of season one, anyway. Sasuke was a, a cool character, but he was and he wasn't yeah. because he was perfectly what he was supposed to be, just like a blank slate. Yeah, exactly. But like, there's not, there's not much room for development <laughs> at all, really. That like, because you develop him, then you lose his character. <laughs> I mean, the funniest <laughs> part of the group date was probably Fenico, because you know, oh, when it's yeah, like. Yeah. She's she's promised Hyder to look after Retsko and make sure she doesn't fall in love, <laughs> and then Fenico. <laughs> literally is there like a hound dog mm. from the start yeah. like one joke one beer in and then she just like <laughs> forgot everything <laughs> yeah and then she's like oh no Retsuko's on her phone this whole time but secretly like she's just texting Risasuke the whole time basically yeah. that's how they communicate on the date which is quite it's, it's quite cute it's like quite a little it's a nice little moment there but as I say Risasuke never comes back after season one because you can't develop him you can't yeah because you develop that character and it doesn't become that character anymore yeah he's played um, his part he's got nothing yeah, else yeah he's good but that kind of bleeds into season two a little bit yeah because season two is where uh Rex goes really trying to like look for love or her, her mum comes in and starts pushing that sort of like oh you need to find someone before you get too old or whatever yeah it's that weird uh japanese slash asian thought process that beyond a certain age you're no good anymore and it would be hard to marry you off like you need to be married before i think it is actually 25 is actually yeah i think i think so i read that somewhere but um season two came out in june 14th 2019 so about a year and a bit later Mm. yeah and like pepe said it's basically retzko trying to find love her mom trying to force her into arranged marriage or whatever Mm -hmm. like matchmaking um, yeah. but that in itself is pretty funny because <laughs> her mum is really relentless yeah <laughs> it's it, like they get the whole mum character down really well they're like oh look how about this person oh this person <laughs> like, like, but she's also like photoshopping images oh, of these yeah. people as well That's, that running gag is also pretty funny like obviously yeah. as the viewer you can't tell <laughs> but <laughs> eventually it just gets to a point where she's like i could see where you shopped it yeah. i'm just touching it up a little bit <laughs> but then there's like um this is where uh Gretzko kind of gets its full kind of arc in a way. Yes. Where it's a, it's a, a running story from episode one to the last episode of the uh, season. Pretty much, um, yeah. Granted, though, like, the first half of that season is 
Let's go going on dates or trying to find love in places, but not really getting anywhere with it uh, until she starts driving to school. The thing is, like, the first half is pretty, like, it's kind of funny, you know, because you've got all the gags from mm-hmm. the situations of going on dates and stuff. But it's, yeah. for me, in season two, when they get to the driving school part, that starts, that's where it starts to, like, drag a bit. Is it? Okay. I, I mean, I feel like it. It takes time getting into it. Granted, um, but like it's kind of like that's how it kind of sets up for the whole. Um, oh, I can't remember his name now. Tadano, uh, Tana, uh, Tadano, Tadano thing. Because basically, like she meets Tadano in driving school, and like he's literally in it for like, like when he's first established, he's in it for like about thirty seconds in the episode or something. Yeah. Uh, and then you don't see him again for like an episode or two and then like he slowly becomes this character um that sort of retzko like gets interested in and she's like oh like he he flunks out of driving school but she passes but then she's like oh it's a shame i don't get to see him again but that kind of bleeds into the later half of the the season well towards the end it's also because you know he's important and he does slowly become more important as time goes on uh he also gets established because when you see him in the driving school he just looks like some regular dude who's a bit of a slacker yeah he doesn't mm-hmm. look like he's got much going on except for driving mm-hmm. school yeah but you know he literally like they literally establish oh he doesn't have a job either that's like literally um what well, when uh, uh retzka is talking to the receptionist uh the receptionist like, like oh do you know much about uh Dodano at all and she's like oh, i just hear that he doesn't have a job and, like, <laughs> yeah. and this guy like comes across as if like he's just like this dude that's just hanging around so you get like a sort of an impression of him like oh he's just like a guy that's like just dossing about really i mean Not but he much. also gives off that vibe because like when he talks he's just so like laid back and carefree the way he's mm, dressed you're yeah. like yeah he looks like any old like 20 something year old off the street yeah because you know he's got like jeans and a hoodie and maybe like another jacket on top or something you know what i mean like he mm. literally looks like any dude from off the street but um like then he like you find out basically that he's actually this ceo type yeah who's like got like a whole like sort of uh computer background and like he could like he's designed shit, basically like, uh a silicon valley like wunderkind like he's yeah. created this amazing AI Enio uh, that can basically do almost anything and has machine learning and he's built into a car and he seemingly lives out of the car. Yeah, like he, his whole life's in that car. So he goes from meeting to meeting from this car. Like, and that's why like he tries to go to driving school, but then like, he flunks out. But Enio is just there to drive him anywhere anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so um but there uh him and Retzko basically start dating and then like he takes her to like like was it hokkaido and stuff like yeah. for like soba noodles and stuff like that <laughs> for and, miso ramen <laughs> miso ramen even yeah um but then like it's sort of like i don't i don't know how i feel about because obviously throughout this whole season as well Hyde is obviously still there and he still loves retzko but like obviously you feel sorry for him in some point because he always has that thing in it where like he falls over in the rain and catches a cold or something that's that's <laughs> the gag in season one isn't it yeah like, he, uh, he finds out that retz goes with Rizaske and then he like sort of goes on a like mini drinking spree yeah he goes on a bender and then <laughs> yeah. falls over in the rain catches pneumonia and 
But like that was the gag for that episode was him and a bunch of other people out. That's when you hear Kabai is out as well because of espionage yeah. and she called from her yeah. cell and you're like, what? Where does that even come from? <laughs> I totally forgot about the whole season two thing. This is season two, right? Is where um, Anai comes in. Yes. Oh right? my God, Anai. Was... I can't believe we completely forgot about this. This is like the first half of season uh, one, Anai uh, season two, right? is such a good character as well. I hated him at the start, but oh, you kind of supposed to. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so unassuming because obviously he's like the new guy, uh, and uh, he's in the office, and it, it's still this plays off a lot of season one Agretzko a little bit because this is the first half of the season, right? And um, and I is like they're like, oh, I need to learn or whatever, and then Retzko tries to correct him on stuff, <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay, fair enough, I'll come back and talk about it later. Yeah, and then he sends her an email, and uh, he communicates solely through emails, and yeah. it's really confrontational for him. It's basically like confrontational in real life. <laughs> it, it basically details everything. It becomes very detailed and very like business like, but at the same time, yeah. it's very antagonistic. It's like. On November, on November 20th at 9am, you said, and I quote, blah, 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 blah. This has threatened me and this has affected my mental health and is not a good look. Please respond in written form. Yeah. And then she tries to confront him about it in real life. And then like he yeah, then he's like, he runs away really quickly and then responds to it in email <laughs> saying, Please respond in written form. And like it, like meanwhile, you see him like writing the email, literally having a breakdown. Face. Oh, that face though. <laughs> like the whited out yeah. eyes that are bulging, like the fucking like teeth like oh, it's just yeah. it's and, so good. He's just one of those characters, like in season two, he is absolutely hilarious because he's putting uh let's go in these positions, right? And then I think um Hyder kind of uh calls him out on it as well. And he's like, Oh, I'm sure Anai is really fine, because him and Anai actually get on like relatively <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well. And then he questions Anai about it. Yeah. And then he starts emailing Hyder as well. <laughs> and then it just becomes this massive thing. Well, because it's and like it's, they go to the coffee, you know, they go yeah. get coffee from a vending machine. He's like, <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's cool leaving it all to Retzko? Because I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then that's when it that's where it all becomes a thing. And then obviously they have to organize um this work. Oh god, uh, festival thing. Yeah. <laughs> that in uh, itself uh, had some great gags because you know it's like yeah. gory in the marketing department being like, <laughs> Yes, we've got the perfect thing. Yakisoba! Yeah! yeah. <laughs> like she's keeping it secret from everyone, like, oh my god, this is the yeah. best thing using it. And then like about four other departments are doing yeah. this. Yeah, like will she thing. be like she's <laughs> like, I'm not telling you, you guys are gonna you guys are gonna have to wait we're gonna win and then washimi is like toretsuko so what is your department doing ah we're just doing yakisoba (laughs) (laughs) it's like a great again it's like sort of that great like uh washimi like gory kind of uh, thing going on um but this is like the whole yakisoba store thing is where we kind of see a bit more of uh kabai in it as well yeah Uh, you learn more about kabai's like back well not backstory but like outside life of the office she's got a family she's a mother so she's got like she's very caring and understanding and patient so she kind of like takes an eye under her wing because it's established in that same episode that she does that that an eye cooks for himself so he makes like a nice bento and he's pretty good at cooking yeah and that's like like basically she encourages him to come out of his shell a little bit more and like become like and he becomes 
It's like that's that's the development, really, isn't it? That's where you see Anai go from this psychotic email <laughs> email like ridden like guy yeah. who just just sends emails, and then he becomes a bit more sociable. But he still has the he still has those moments, so he still has those. Like, that's <laughs> where we get the catchphrase, though. You know what to do. Yeah, yeah. You know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, cause like the, the the festival happens. They're there. Retsko's struggling to cook mm-hmm. because you know most people would, and then mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like Carby comes in and it gets it plays that like nice somber like maternal kind of music, right? She's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, you." You could really use some help. You know what to do. And that's 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 sort of that development for that character as well, because obviously we see her like in season one as just this person who just wants to show off pictures of her kids all the time and wants, yeah. wants to gossip a little bit. And then it is like, oh, okay, no, she's got a family, she's like she she's good with kids and stuff, and she knows how to handle people really well. Like people like Anaya anyway. Like she knows how to handle them. And that's like the one way that Anai, like the one person that Anai actually has a genuine connection with in the office, in a way. Like at that point. It's arguable that it's it. the only person he actually likes. Yeah. Yeah. It, genuinely it, yeah, likes. Completely. Yeah. Exactly. Because like she's like the one that's like gone through and knows how to mentor him and stuff. Yeah. Um, but that's really cute. I love that sort of thing. But that's another part of season two that we literally glossed over a little bit. Um, because that's the first half of season two mixed within the dating stuff. Yeah. And then you have, then it goes into the Tadano bit where like he kind of like controls Retsuko's life a little bit. Um, yeah, and then, in like, a way. It, it's not like controlling is in it's like a. It's more like he's, because he's like, I want to be with you forever and I'm rich as fuck. You don't have to work anymore. Like, think about what you want to do and I'll help you. You can do anything at all. It's not. It's not controlling in a like antagonistic sense. Like he's doing a manipulative or anything. It's literally just like, oh, don't worry about it. I've got everything sorted. Like, um, and it kind of like that's when Retsuko's friends kind of get involved a little bit. Yeah. Um. Uh. Like Haida, Gori, and Moshimi kind of get like a little bit. I think Fenico gets involved a bit as well. I'm not entirely sure. On that, I don't but, uh, think Fenico got involved. No. Um. As it's as definitely Haida, Gori, Moshimi, and Haida. But I mean. Yeah. It was obvious Haida was going to get involved because he's yeah. in love with her. But that's when everybody else who didn't already know sort of starts figuring it out. Yeah. It's, uh, oh yeah, because then it becomes public knowledge as well. Like, because obviously Tadano is a celebrity and this like massive, like, big corporate figure. Like, isn't GQ, like, GQS kind of guy. But then, then it becomes public knowledge and he's like, oh, you should stay away from work. That's why she tells us to stay away from work because. He doesn't want her to be in the public eye as much. You can yeah. quit and do whatever you want or not do anything. We'll just be together forever. I'm rich as fuck. Be be whatever. How did like they get out of it? Yeah, like how because obviously the relationship ends and that's uh It is just basically that, like, it just ends. The the relationship ends because she's like, I want to get married and have kids, and Tadana's like, uh, marriage is a yeah. is just a false concept that we've created. We yeah. don't have to get married. We can just be together forever. Why do you need this paper? And why do you but need to have kids? Sort of but she's like, yeah. that's what I want. And he's like, but that doesn't line up with my life. Yeah. And that, like, so uh, like that's basically what you see at the end of season two is this like, sort of a little bit more of a somber ending in a way. Because even though like she's broken up with him, like she's still kind of gutted about it as well. You see Washimi and Gori like comforting her with that. I mean, but you would though, because like, you know, 
that was her first like proper relationship you know what i mean like so mm. or like one that she picked yeah. herself so yeah. it had like a big impact but it was very well written mm-hmm. in that sense because you did feel for her and you did sort of like worry about what would happen because it she was figuring out what she really wanted in life and that's what she really wants but Tadano is like nah that's not what I want but let's just let's just be together like what why do you need the paper or the whatever yeah. why do you need the formality but then it goes into season three which is my favorite season arguably I can the understand best why though yeah I, I can understand why this is probably a lot of people's favorite season because it is like it's the long-running story from start to finish pretty much things carry over from season to season yeah like season two had like two sort of story arcs going on at the same time which is the um anai thing and the uh tadano thing but this one feels like it's like one long running single thing yeah well that's because it's like after all of that in season two like it being about retsuko interacting with other characters it comes back to being about her yeah because in season three she's already got a license but now she's struggling because she, because of the Tadano thing, she got into a VR game that's full of microtransactions. Um, virtual boyfriend. Something. Yeah. What? Oh, oh yeah. It's because the I always remember now because that that guy who works at the store. You know that scene where she's training it yeah. in later in the season, yeah. and he's like, "Hmm, I haven't heard of." Heartthrob, virtual boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's like one of the, like the better cold opens in like the whole Gretzka. Because like that's where she like oh, okay, I need money or whatever. I need to yeah. trade in this boyfriend. It's <laughs> just this guy that repeats it over and over but, like, again. He said he announces it as if he was like telling the entire world about the same. <laughs> that's a great gag. That one. That's one of my favorites. It is. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so basically, yeah, she. She spends too much money. That's all it is at the start yeah. of the season is to get over her depression. She's playing this VR game and she's just spending too much money. And now she's struggling. She has to try and find ways to keep herself going. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's like a brilliant like first part of that uh, series as well. Cause it's like, um, cause Fennico is like, why are you getting into this? This is so weird. And <laughs> oh, Fennico that, also gets addicted that, to That this. part is the best gag. You know when Fennico yeah. puts it on, like, oh, okay, what's this about? Hey, look at me, I'm a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, sexy unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that whole scene is, is so good. It's oh. so good. But basically, yeah, because Retsuko spends all her money on this, like, she gets, uh, she's eating bread crust at the end of the day. She's like, oh, like, I can't afford anything. Like, eating bread crust money and from... stealing. Well, not stealing, but she's eating all of the omiyage as they call it in japan like souvenirs from somebody's trip you're normally supposed to get something for the office but it's like one each and she basically eats half of the biscuits because she's like (laughs) i need it i haven't got any money (laughs) so like she basically gets a rental car drives over to her mum's, gets some money and then on the way back because she's got money she wants to eat steak because she's got she can finally have a good meal she forgets to put the car in drive and smashes into a van. And that's where we're introduced to Pro ZD or yeah. Mr. Kyodo. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. He's, a, he's a good character. Like, this is like, this is a good establishing bit because uh, Kyodo is basically, he runs 
like always oh, a manager of uh o- otm girls yes the otm girls otomachi girls yeah and to basically pay him back uh to pay uh him back retsuko starts working for him as his accountant uh but also like is sort of like a a pa as well in a little bit so she ends up like getting drinks for the otm girls or whatever getting snacks etc also doing their finances and stuff yeah and she was only half-heartedly doing it at first because she was just like i need to pay this guy back um and then she starts enjoying it talks to people like well i say people it's mostly washimi they don't they don't tell gory because gory's got her own thing going on this is the season where gory establishes that she's trying to make this dating app yes and then uh so basically it's Retsuko trying to figure out what she wants to do because she's get she's tired from doing her day job and this side gig, but this side gig is like kind of enticing and it's it's sort of like gonna take her places if she put her all in, but she doesn't yeah want to essentially. This is where I like, basically is it Washimi that gives her that speech? It's like oh just make it your own or something. Yeah, and then, I think so. Basically, yeah, and that's when she actually starts putting like thought into it. And then she also has this side gig, like it's also that little side project that she has. Oh yeah, the YouTube she, channel, <laughs> the YouTube channel where she starts doing that, or whatever. Like she uh, teaches the deaf the voice, the deaf voice, exactly the deaf voice. I so do it, but that. I shred my vocal cords and can't finish <laughs> recording. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but then like she goes to uh, karaoke again to re- uh, record another video. And that's where <laughs> oh, yeah. Shoda discovers that she has the deaf voice. But and... he's oh, that shot though of him staring through the window is like the funniest <laughs> but creepiest stalker face ever. Yeah. Like it's because he's like a leopard as well. He's like staring through, like, and he's like, "Oh my god, this is the, this is the discovery." And this is how Retzko kind of gets involved in the idol thing. Yeah, and that's how uh, she gets involved with that, and she becomes an idol. Basically, long story short, we're not going to do a whole recap because I think it's just going to take loads of time. Now, obviously, she's still going through. Like, at the same time, she's still going through money troubles a little bit. So she like Rashimi gives her money. Yeah, Rashimi also gives her a little loan as well, doesn't she? Yeah, I think that's before she takes it seriously. Yeah, because she turns around and she's like, "Can I just take what I need for food? I'm not taking all of yeah. it. I will mm-hmm. pay you back." Um, yeah. But it's thanks to her efforts that they start getting paid because she's like turning things around. She's actually being an accountant but she's also now the main selling point yeah that they get really famous mm-hmm. or or gaining fame i wouldn't say really famous no but, so but like they go from like minuscule like sort of like oh this is <laughs> like band that i like, do underground gigs or whatever but to like let's go transforms the like twitter page and everything she puts it all into it they like make the merchandise like the best they can it's it's not just retico though they get famous because of what we said before from Komia or Chief Idol. <laughs> it turns out yeah. this guy tones like Yes Man, who's also been antagonizing her this whole time, is just really into idols. And he's got a blog <laughs> about idol culture. And he came to see one of their shows, which happened yeah. to be Retzko's first show or something. And he wrote about them. And at see, a handshake event. Oh my! Oh my! God. I, see, I completely forgot about this character until I rewatched like, season three, and then like I remember it's it's the handshake event, isn't it? Like, yeah. oh yeah, if you sell a CD, you get like a, a three second handshake. 
uh, <laughs> ticket, basically. And like one of her first handshake tickets that she had, uh, Rex goes to do. And then you just hear this voice like, oh, I'm a big fan. I'm the one that posted about you, like all this yeah, sort of stuff. I'm Chief and Idol. You, you, like, you hear the voice and you're like, I've heard this voice. Like, as, as a viewer, you're like, I heard this voice before. Where and they're doing this? these like weird shots where you sort of see like a color and you're like, I've seen that somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, yeah, you find out it's uh, Kobia and you're like, oh my God, what the fuck? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a hilarious moment. It is really good. I mean, what comes um, after that is the best. When he's in the office and he's like, I haven't told anybody, but he's been taking pictures of her the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah, like taking pictures of her around the office and stuff, and it's like, oh my god. Like, <laughs> and it's like, oh no, I haven't put him like anywhere. Like he's just taking his own personal pictures, which is also just like, what the fuck? <laughs> um but then uh basically it sort of gets gets out a little bit. Yeah. Like, sort of obviously because she's becoming so famous or whatever, like there's more there's more fans and then there's it becomes this is where like sort of i think the big story point is for me anyway this is like what makes the series that much better is that there's this crazy obsessed fan that comes in it's basically shining a light on the idol culture in japan because there are people who are like this basically it's established early on when they're talking about social media that someone's been running uh otm girls account but it's not any of them so it's not official so they start their own one but they don't do anything about this other account at some point, uh, one of the OTM girls, the the main OTM girl, Monica, she checks and is like, did you know there's pictures of you on the account? And she's like, yeah, of course, I put them there. And she's like, no, no, no. The other account, the one that's not us, they're putting mm. pictures of you, like your apartment and stuff are up there. Mm. And this is where they shine a spotlight on like the creepier side of the internet and yeah. like fan culture, which I think is important as well. Like they don't shy away from things in this series either. I think that's that's all kind of makes like again it touches on like the realism of um like Rats Girls or even though yeah it's all this it's this cartoon if like all these like sort of like little like, animal creatures like going about their lives or whatever if a sen- but it's with a sense of realism at the end of the day yeah and that's this is tying back into that realism a little bit and it, it like you said that's why it is important and then it just shows off how crazy obsessed fan culture can be <laughs> because this person that's been stalking Retsuko and taking pictures of her putting on like doxing her basically he's been doxing her um because he thinks that she ruined the band Mm -hmm. but he goes this is where it's first revealed though uh is another handshake event where this guy has like about was a hundred tickets or something yeah which means that like he's has to shake a hand for like what was it like it ends up being like three minutes 30 or something like that yeah where he just spews out all the stuff you would see on like a Twitter page where he basically pours his heart out, but it's all just toxic trash. Yeah. And it's like hurtful stuff. Like if someone had like said this to you, you'd be like, shit me. That's like harmful stuff. Yeah. Like if like, you were verbal abuse, if he said day, that like... to a normal person, you would totally expect this person to just turn around and smash the guy in the face. You know what yeah. I mean? Like there would be no other course of action, you know, like, mm. but, it's also important to note we did go over the B-side story. Yes. Which is Haida and a new character, Inui. Ah, of course. Well, this is the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Because meanwhile, uh, because, Retsuko is like developing yeah. a thing. Like, Whilst uh, Retsuko is doing all of the OTM girl stuff, Haida is still trying to figure out if it's mm-hmm. worth it for him to keep chasing after Retsuko. Mm-hmm. Or if he should go for this new girl who likes him and has the same interest as him and he could have 
a good life with her, but yeah, he's still pining over a girl who doesn't even notice him that way. Mm. But this but, girl, like uh, Inui, like basically seems perfect for him at the end of the day. Like she likes the same music as him. Like collects records. At this point, you're like, like obviously, like the whole series, right? You you kind of like shipping Retsuko and Hyder a little bit. You like you kind of like get that sort of vibe. A lot of people do. But then it's the first point in the series where you're like, nah, not Retsuko and Hyder. Nah, not not that. That'd be, you know what I mean? Like in season three is when you're like, yeah, yeah he should go for Inui. He's an yeah, idiot. Because, He's an idiot. Yeah, this, it is literally, you're, you're watching this and you're like, it's that one moment, right, where um, he and, like, basically uh, Inui and um, Haida, like, sort of, like, part dating in a way. Yeah. And he invites her around to his house. So he can play the bass for her and she can cook him dinner. But then Retsuko asks him to teach her how to play the guitar. Mm-hmm. He knows bass, by the way, so it's, yeah. like, slightly different. And, like... At this point, it's at one point, right, where it's it's him and uh, Haida and Fenoko are talking, and uh, he he's like, "Yeah, I'll let Retsuko go. Like, I'm with Idui now. Like, we want a good thing." And the moment he says that, he gets a text from Retsuko saying, "Hey, you play the guitar, <laughs> right?" And then Fenoko's like, "Just say no. Yeah, you play so, the bass. It's so not gonna, worth yeah. it. It's not worth. You're it. gonna turn it down, right? Yeah, of course I'm gonna turn it down." <laughs> you as a viewer you also like don't fucking do it either you're onto a good thing right now don't fucking do it and then he just responds back like yeah and like then it's like oh yeah do you want to meet saturday and it's the same saturday where he's planning yeah. to like have inuri round and he's and like it's yeah like, and you're like you idiot yeah and then the whole time you're like screaming at this fucking tv like mate what the fuck are you doing and it just turns into this like one bit where you, like anyway, this like anyway kind of works out that Retsuko's been there. Yeah, because she walks past her, she walks past this girl with a guitar, on her way to the apartment, but she also goes into the apartment, goes to the toilet, sees that yeah. there's a handkerchief there, a pink yeah, handkerchief. Two glasses in the sink. Yeah, like, like there's all these clues, and it's just like, and she tells Hyder that she likes him, and then he can't even respond back. Oh, and that's the most, that's like, one of the most painful parts. It's just like for fuck's sake, like you really like work like hoping this couple works out, like, but it just doesn't, and you're like, for fuck's sake. And me this kind of leads on to the other side of that B story where it's yeah. like he meets Tadano randomly in a bar somewhere. Oh no, that's the thing, because he He goes to Hokkaido because they have a concert. The OTM girls have a concert there. He sees it, it figures out what she's been doing, Retsuko's been doing, mm-hmm. and then he goes yeah. to have ramen. Yeah, and that's where he meets uh, Tadano. And then, like, obviously, he's like, uh, Haida and um, Gori are kind of working together a little bit, yeah. like, trying to work out what uh, Retsuko's doing. And then, obviously, like, so Haida and Tadano are, like, talking about Retsuko a little bit, like, work, like talking about that sort of stuff. And then it becomes this little trio randomly where it's uh Haida, Tadano and Gori where they're talking about Haida's love life and like how he should be with like Inui and stuff like oh it should be a simple thing meanwhile Gori's developing this dating app and then um Tadano starts working on it with her a little bit yeah, but he, well he's works like all he did was mess around with the code and put Enio in it yeah because that's yeah. all he does nowadays he's just like cool I made this cool AI the AI does everything yeah. I just I'm the face yeah but like there's a yeah, there's a little trio going on um and like they're like it's it's a mix of like talking about Hyder's love life, talking about Retsko and developing this fucking app. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like it becomes a whole sort of thing. Meanwhile, Retsko's 
like traveling she, she still wants to go to work and stuff to, like it all comes out that she's um an otm girl basically yeah. like there's people taking pictures of her at work and stuff like that well it's the same guy it's the same unhinged guy yeah he's he's basically been following her around and monica yeah. checks their twitter yeah. account and sees like hey don't leave work yet because yeah. they're taking they've taken pictures of you in work and it basically yeah. all leads up to this guy yeah. doing again what you see online as a very typical like stressed out japanese thing uh, mm -hmm. He buys a box cutter mm -hmm. and attacks, tries to attack her, but Hyde's there yeah. to save her life. Um, yeah. He gets hurt in the process. Not badly, but like he gets hurt. Uh, Inui mm -hmm. comes over and basically is like, yeah, look, I get it. You're still after her. See mm -hmm. you later. Yeah. And this get again, you're like, no, for fuck's sake. It's one of those ones. Like it's sad, but like obviously you know that Hyder is absolutely like head over heels and obviously Fretzko, and it's like yeah, okay, it's it's a thing. Then um, it all kind of leads into Retzko kind of leaving the group a little bit after one last gig. Like, <laughs> uh, was oh, it Rock, Rock Stock or something like that? Yeah, like, Rock Stock. But Camille yeah. in that was great too. <laughs> Why yeah, would she like, oh, quit God. and yeah. work her endless <laughs> nine to five accounting job? And it's like, dude, you yeah. work there, and you're with the boss. <laughs> yeah and it's like it's it's quite fun it's, it's a good little end to the season a little bit but and then you also find out that um in the sort of dating app sort of thing that gory's been doing she puts Hyder and retzko together and apparently they're 100 percent soulmates yeah but whether that's down to tadano sort of manipulating it a little bit or whether it's like sort of actual fact who knows yeah, we're still unsure about that, even in season four, because this basically well, leads yeah. on to season four. Mm -hmm. So that that's the reason. So like, but Hyder, the end of season three ends with Hyder saying, I want to be where you belong and like doing his whole, like he does a sort of a deaf voice sort of thing of his own. Well, it's like, like punk music, music, isn't it? Like, yeah. Because he's, a, it's shown he's like into punk music. Yeah. But like, that's the sort of thing. So you, you find out basically, like he basically confesses to let's go that i basically like you and like that's where it kind of it leaves off a little bit so yeah. this is where we go into season four now and, and season four is basically the hider season it is yeah and uh it's basically about the new boss that comes in as well because the previous or well, ceo <laughs> uh has like sort of a like he has a heart attack i think basically. it is a heart attack yeah uh meanwhile there's this um person that's like sort of a he was an outside director for the board of directors himuro and he was appointed as the new ceo yeah but like this this is a person that the ceo trusted like he'd always just go to him like sort of a, as a um sort of a, i can't try to remember the word it's kind of like a like a contributor or like yeah, i mean like a, a confidant advisor. Advisor. It's kind of like, like an advisor in a way yeah so you'd always like trust himuro's opinion but that's because it's shown that himuro is not a yes man because everybody else on the board is just a yes man yeah so this is like we see a bit a bit more of a corporate side of it where like there's obviously because the ceo has gone off or whatever and himuro's new ceo himuro is kind of like pressured to make a good job or turn the company around yeah because they established early on that it's in the season that the company's actually losing money and yeah. if they don't do something about it the company could shut down at any point yeah and this is like it's all on himro's shoulders basically so we we get that sort of part meanwhile hyder's like 
obviously Retzko has moved to a different apartment because of the whole unhinged fan thing. Yeah. Um, so like Hyder's walking Retzko home like every night just to make sure she's and okay. And he's washing out. Yeah. And yeah, he just can't go for like, basically, even though he's established that and told her that he likes her, he can't go and go through and actually ask on a date in a way. And he's got all the opportunities. He's had every opportunity yeah. and she is even sort of seeing him that way now. You know, she's like, yeah. kind of be like, oh, okay, I'm interested. Mm. And she gives him the opportunities. She Even one time she invites him in to have coffee and he's like, I'm not a coffee guy, even though he drinks a shit ton of it. Yeah. And it's just, it becomes like, Retzko is just like, oh, okay, do I even like want to bother? She like, like, she doesn't need him to walk her home every night. And it's just like, Mate, you like you sacked off anyway for this, like you just wussing out every time. Yeah. But it's because of his anxiety that obviously she's been with Tadano and stuff, who's like this big shot CEO, and he can't live up to that sort of expectation. So he has that fear that he can't it's live up to. It's not even that. just that. He's basically because she's so seemingly unassuming, but really she's done all these amazing things in a short period of time that he's like, mm-hmm. I'm just an observer. How would I stand out to someone like this who's shone so brightly mm. but i myself haven't done anything like i'm not special she's special how do you how do you live up to her so he's got all these anxiety sort of stuff so meanwhile um himuro is running his company and he sees Hyder as someone with potential so himuro is kind of that guy that has sort of like he believes in like a new for a new way of working yeah. And he's like, so, like, so he's like, oh, like, we want to get rid of that old school vibe that this company has. So obviously people like Tone that's been there for ages. And then like, there's other like people that have worked there for, worked for the company for a while. Yeah. He kind of starts pushing them out a little bit. So he puts Tone in a different like, de- like department in a way. Which basically doesn't do anything. The department is fictitious. It's to break his spirit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he doesn't fire Tone like for unnecessary reasons because I think it's illegal to do so yeah. or something. So um, he does it. So he can't fire people. So he starts pushing them out a little bit. So characters like Kabai, you see them being pushed out, and like it, it's like there's a little bit of tension in the depart in the accounting department. Uh, like who's going to go next? It's all the like sort of older people that works in it, and you do see that a little bit where Hyde actually gets promoted to the head of accounting because uh, like because obviously Himuro has seen Haida as someone with potential so that's a big thing and then I think Haida gets a bit more confidence from that and that's when he actually asks Retsuko out doesn't he so it's a complete 180 at that point yeah it's because basically once he was noticed and promoted he like gained confidence it's um it's one of those ones where like but then sort of stuff starts going on behind the scenes and like like Himuro doesn't seem that kind of character that like you would have thought he was. And he starts becoming a bit more shady a little bit. Not that he wasn't shady, obviously he's pushing people out. Yeah. <laughs> he's pushing people out of company. He's running the company the way he wants, but it isn't always to people's... The old school way of working, all the people that have been there for ages and years, decades, they don't like the way that he runs it because it doesn't feel as very family orientated, the way that Tone usually runs it as well. Like, so even the accounting department was like sort of bleeding money in a way somehow. I believe Himuro put it as your department is a cost center. Exactly. So like, Tone didn't like that. That's why Tone got pushed out at the end of the day. And so it all becomes a little bit like sneaky. Like Himuro starts asking Haida to do stuff. Like 
that isn't above board. Like so, like Hyder gets his own office with security keys and stuff, and it's like it's all a bit shady, basically. And even though him and Retzko have this sort of new relationship, it kind of just turns into like sort of like Hyder's more focused on his career more than Retzko now. It comes across as I don't know how you feel. Yeah, it is, but that's because he's supposed to be cooking the books. Hyder says he does these things to protect her. He's trying mm-hmm. to protect her and the people who depend on him. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, bruh, come on, like, I'm not an accountant and I know about cooking the books and that that's illegal. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not hard. I, you might mm-hmm. have your reasons, but whatever it is, it's illegal <laughs> either way. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it's it becomes one of those things. But meanwhile, there's this other B story where like Retzko is working with Tone and uh, Tadano as well on this other separate thing. Yeah, well, it was originally because Tone quit, mm-hmm. and then she was begged by Tone's daughters to help him out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the only way she could do that was because Tadano pointed out that your YouTube channel has been blowing up, and you have your own way of helping him so she hires mm-hmm. him and then it's discovered like they have suspicions that you know because uh Retzko goes in to get a humidifier for tone from the office the old yeah. office and she looks and she's like these numbers are different than what i gave Hyder. Yeah, yeah so then she suspects he's cooking the books or doing something he shouldn't be and she wants to save him before he can get in trouble and then it yeah. turns into a whole like spy thing mm. And she basically recruits everyone, Tone, his entire yeah. family, Kabai, because of the espionage yeah. from season one. Yeah. Also, like, Kabai's been pushed out of the company in Anui. Yeah. Anai, uh, sorry, has been like sort of angry about it. Like, there's good, great Anai points as well. It's good callback to the Anai uh, Kabai. Well, like all of. of that is just callbacks because, again, like Kabai and espionage, that was all the way, that was a yeah. throwaway gag from season one. Mm-hmm. Like you, you didn't hear about it again till now, but like. They basically figure it out, and a lot of the characters are returning. Like that's where yeah. everyone discovers Hyodo's just a window washer, and I mean the characters, <laughs> not us as the viewer. We knew that from yeah. season three, but like Agretzko learns he's a window washer. Like mm-hmm. he has some great lines in that because he's still just focused on the OTM girls. <laughs> he does it because he's like, "Hey, do you want a collab? Yeah. You know, we'll get viewers <laughs> from your channel, and you'll get viewers from our yeah. channel, and it'll be great. Let's collab." Which is like, it I think like... about it. Yeah, <laughs> but um, as long story short, it, it gets found out about the cooking the book stuff. Yeah, they managed to solve the issue just before they were supposed to submit these numbers. At the end of the day, it, it gets found out that uh, Haida and Himura have been cooking the books, basically in a good way. Though I think they admit it, don't they? They don't just like sort of um like get found out about it. No one gets arrested or anything like that. Yeah, they basically <laughs> just um, see the error of their ways. Himura quits uh hyder quits it's not known what he's doing either but yeah. i have some theories yeah so this is like sort of we've basically spoken about this whole series for an hour now <laughs> coming up to an hour um i just wanted to get your thoughts on this final series basically i didn't think it was that bad basically like i was told before i watched it like there's some people didn't know how to think about it and like some people told me like it's just kind of rubbish mm. but I didn't think it was that bad. It was interesting. Yeah, I mean, for for me, like watching it, I feel like it was like compared to season three, for example, which is a really good. One, I think all seasons have been like really good, like up until this point. 
nothing against season four, but like it kind of felt like it it lost a lot of that sort of Gretzko spark in a little in a few ways, in my opinion. I mean, it did, but that's because it's not about Gretzko anymore. You know, yeah. like it's she's not the main main focus of it. She yeah. became more of a background character because it was like establishing another character, and to some extent. Because they're trying to make Hyder so important, I get that they needed to do that. Yeah. But, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what other characters they might choose to establish more in another season. Because it was also, basically, if you watch the credits and it's finished, it basically says, Agretzako will be back. And then yeah. there was a five that you could just barely make out on a black screen. Yeah. Right, so it's basically like that sort of confirmation another yeah, series is coming. But, um, but for me, like, this season was good but i don't think it had the same effect on me as our previous seasons have and that i feel like part of it is because he's kind of villainizing hyder a little bit as well in some ways yeah but i mean like he he was being a a bit of a villain he was doing illegal shit but this is like we haven't seen that from him in up until this moment in this season and nothing against it but i think it like it's my personal opinions because i've liked hyder from the start I think he's a cool character, but like, I guess it just kind of feels like, eh, like I'm not enjoying it as much because they're villainizing him. That's my own personal preference, though. Nothing against the story, nothing against the characters. It just feels like uh, I don't get on board with it as much. I don't know. I feel like it makes him more relatable because yeah, it's like yeah. it's showing, you know, like everybody, everybody is looking for approval from someone, hoping to get noticed. But is also mm. willing to do almost anything for something they want to protect, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, it's showing he's someone who's got flaws despite being noticed and smart and whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it becomes more relatable because it's like more realistic. Mm. Yeah, I get that. It is, it is within Hyder's character to do that sort of thing. Like, he goes, he's one of those characters that kind of goes with the flow a little bit. Like, even like, he does like have his own agenda in mind sometimes and it like i don't know bleeds into that but i don't know for me i just don't think this hit as well as previous seasons no but i mean like anything that had to follow season three was always going to struggle come on season three was like the hypest i think the whole espionage thing with like let's go like sort of like logging into the computer breaking into hyder's office sort of thing just felt i don't know obviously it's a cartoon that is cartoon that is is supposed to be funny in a way and there are some you can take some liberties but this i don't know this bit i just kind of thought like eh, i didn't really i didn't vibe with it personally oh for wait oh fair i mean i i actually kind of enjoyed the espionage stuff i thought it was a sort of return to form like you know like some weird gags mm-hmm. that just sort of appeared out of nowhere but it's sort of established in the world i think i don't know so it felt like it kind of took away some of the humor as well like there's some bits I didn't think I laughed at as much in this season compared to the last one. It felt like, I kind of felt like I had like sort of serious undertones in a way. I mean, but, that's because it was. This was more of a serious yeah. one, you know. Yeah, I think maybe that's why. I think this previous seasons which had like a bit more comedy in it, like. But yeah, again, nothing against the series. I I I liked it, and I I will definitely watch season five. I'm not like saying this is a shit season. Not far from it. Like, I did like this season. This no, if anything, compared. I personally I say season two is the low point for me. But mm, that's fair. Well, actually, the low point is the Christmas special that came out um, December twenty fifth, but twenty eighteen. But that was 
that's because that is just unnecessary. <laughs> like you, you don't even need to watch it. It doesn't mean anything. It just sort of bridges the gap between one and two. But even then, it doesn't really do that. So I don't recommend watching that. You don't have to watch that. <laughs> yeah. But um, as in a whole, basically, the whole episode is just talking about uh, Gretzko. And it is a good series. I did like it. I do like it. <laughs> I, I feel like like just like having a negative opinion a bit more of a negative opinion on season four kind of like I don't want it to come across like I've just written off the whole season like it just is my opinion that season kind of dipped a little bit compared to the other ones in my opinion but as a whole I think the season's the whole series is great oh yeah I can't recommend the series enough I, I do tend to recommend it if I found out somebody hasn't watched it because I feel like it's just at some point in life, everyone's going to find that relatable. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't want to say lighthearted, especially after what we were talking about in season four, but like, you know, like it's a good way to, I don't know, I guess you sort of, ref, make, it makes you reflect a little bit and you kind of realize, oh yeah, some of that is like applicable to real life. I don't know. Yeah. There's still like, there's still real, like realistic undertones to it for sure. Yeah. It's good. I think we could both we both take that away. We'd recommend it to people. Definitely check it out if you haven't. Oh I mean, yeah, sure. For, uh, if you, if sure. you haven't if you haven't checked out Retzko right now, we'll we'll feel sorry for you if you've watched this whole episode because I feel like we've just spoiled the whole thing. <laughs> but, we um, did, but we, at the same time, we yeah. did leave out a fair few details from the latest season. And at the same time, listening to two people talk about it is never as, as good an experience as actually watching it. Yeah, exactly. Because the voice like, cast is great, and it animated like i love the animation style and the art style so like mm -hmm. just go and watch it yeah for sure definitely go check it out but um yeah on that note unless you got anything else to say about it nathan i do not <laughs> in which case uh thank you for listening and we'll see you next time bye bye <laughs>